Hey guys, it's Leah Buckles from Prestige Worldwide Medical Consulting. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, physician assistant, and former CMP examiner. I wanted to come on today and discuss erectile dysfunction and its relationship to back pain in our veteran population. Many veterans are service-connected for erectile dysfunction for a wide variety of reasons. We've I've done a video on this um, in the past, um, a more generalized video, but today I really wanted to key in on um, ED and back pain for those of you that may be service-connected for a variety of low back conditions, right? So before we dig into that, I wanna kinda of go over some of the risk factors for erectile dysfunction and talk about what it is. So erectile dysfunction, we can talk about um, you know, you probably need to have a diagnosis from your treating provider. Sometimes the um, CMP examiners can also render a diagnosis, but I would not bank on that. So I know it's a hard discussion to have with your provider. I had many veterans, many service members uh, of all ages, um, and it was always kind of a tough topic for them to discuss with me. Um, so I will not harp on that, but I will say it's it's very important to just bring it up. And as embarrassing as it may be, the, the healthcare providers are very um, familiar with this topic. They're comfortable talking about it. It's pretty common. So there's no need to continue to suffer um, in silence with that situation if it can be, you know, fixed or, you know, helped or, or whatever in any way. So we're talking about people that cannot maybe get an erection, maintain an erection, um, and or a combination of both, right? So some of the risk factors for this, I'm gonna read off my little list here that I have, are heart disease, um, clogged blood vessels, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes is a big one, right? Um, things like multiple sclerosis, um, any type of urinary disorder or prostate issue. Um, mental health conditions are a big one. So I see a lot of veterans service-connected for ED as it relates to their mental health condition, right? Um, whether it's due to the anxiety, stress, PTSD itself, or perhaps the medications they're taking um, for those conditions. A lot of them, especially SSRIs um, like Zoloft or Sertraline, um, Celexa, Prozac, Paxil, a lot of those have a um, side effect profile that includes erectile dysfunction. So some of those, some of those are other risk factors, right? So we look at that. So whenever I look at writing a, another, another thing is like um, tobacco use if you're a smoker, right? Um, so it can definitely cause a lot of a lot of problems, low self esteem, um, additional stress, relationship problems, etc. So when it comes to back pain, when I look at this, when I'm writing medical opinion letters, I look at what are all the risk factors that this person has, right? What are all the risk factors, right? Um, low testosterone, a lot of people, it's kind of, you know, hit or miss. A lot of people will say that low testosterone is in fact a risk factor, but it, in my opinion, it, it definitely can decrease desire and libido, but not necessarily um, erectile function, right? There's a lot of literature that goes both ways on that. So when it comes to back pain, a lot of veterans, especially if they've had a spinal injury or they have um, disc herniations or they've had a spinal fusion or some kind of um, procedure to their lumbar spine, this can be a side effect, right? It, you don't even have to have surgery, right? Um, I want to talk about some of the literature that I use in some of my letters. That way you guys can go and look these up and perhaps get some more research and you can present that to your treating provider and, and ask them, will they write an opinion for you? 
So one of the letters or one of the articles that I cite is called Erectile Dysfunction in Men with Low Back Pain. And that was published in the Journal of Health Professionals in 2013. It goes on to discuss increased prevalence of ED in lumbar spine patients um, up to about 34%. And that's what that study says, right? So one of the key pieces that I like to pull out of that is it's that the um, parasympathetic fibers in the sacrum, um, which is a part of your back, and the sympathetic fibers in the thoracic lumbar area um, can be damaged in any kind of injury, and those can lead to erectile dysfunction. Another article is called Describing a new syndrome in L5-S1 disc herniation, sexual and sphincter dysfunction without pain and muscle weakness, which was published in the Journal of Craniovertebral Junction and Spine. And it investigated um, the relationship between um, sphincter dysfunction and sexual concerns in patients with lumbar disc herniations. The study concluded that sexual dysfunction can occur in patients with lumbar L5-S1 disc disease and um, that it's severely overreported. Um, so those are just a couple of the articles that I use. And again, we have to look at, you know, are there se sexual dysfunction um, disorders due to medications, um, depression, and sometimes it's a combination of things. So if you're service connected for your low back and you have a service connected mental health condition and perhaps hypertension, I don't just say, well, it's got to be one thing or the other. Because in, in medicine, it's not really always one thing or the other, right? It's multifactorial, right? So we can say, well, they've got several service connected risk factors. And even if they're not service connected, we kind of have to talk about those, right? We have to consider them and say, hey, well, I considered that he's also taking. Um, Zoloft for a non-service connected mental health condition. However, there's a temporal relationship between when this started and his back condition. It started shortly thereafter, which leads to the higher likelihood that that's the cause, right? So we have to we have to look at all those risk factors, whether they're helpful to your case or hurtful to your case, because it, to be competent and provide a, a very fair medical opinion, we have to say that we ruled out those things and we looked at those things, right? Because they are important and there's a high likelihood that someone over um, at your CMP exam may discuss that. So lastly, I'd like to just go over um, the ratings for this. I don't generally talk a ton about ratings because it's really not my area of expertise. I'm not an accredited agent. I'm not an attorney or VSO. I'm just a medical expert. I help review files, but I know this is kind of sometimes important to veterans. So I just want to go over it. And of course, this is always subject to change. Um, you know, so let me see here. So typically you're going to get something called special monthly compensation, special monthly compensation and um, be rated at its SMCK. There's several different types of special monthly compensation and be rated at 0% if you have no deformities um, and it's just the erectile dysfunction itself. Okay. Um, and it's, SMCK for loss of use of a creative organ. Another thing that goes under that one is like um, female sexual arousal disorder at times. So it says that if you if you have like penile deformity, let me see. Let me pull it up because I don't want to tell y'all wrong. So if you have atrophy of the testicles, that's rated under code 7523 you will receive a disability rating of 20%. If one testicle is affected, it's 0%. If you have erection difficulty due to deformity, right? Um, so it, it could be anything. It could have been a trauma that you had. It could have been a surgery you had for cancer. Um, that's also 
if um, the glands or the tip of the penis is removed um, in connection with your service, that is going to be a 20%. Partial removal of penis, whether, you know, again, it could be trauma related. It could be, you know, you had a blast injury. It could be, you know, who knows what. Um, if they removed over half of the penis, you're eligible for 30%. And that's pretty much all I have. Again, that's subject to change and, you know, you want to verify that with whoever's helping you with the filing process. It's just um, information that's out there um, from the 38 Code of Federal Regulation. You can pull it up and take a look at it. Um, go search around on VA.gov. You can pull the DBQ off of VA.gov. Ask your provider to fill it out. It's not super difficult. Submit it in conjunction with your claim with the help of your representative, right? Um, so I hope this was helpful. Please let me know if there's any other videos you guys want to hear about and, um, thanks for watching. All right. Have a good day.